Welcome to the Academy Football Network podcast. We wish you a prosperous 2020. This episode, Nathan and Carlin are joined by former professional Gifton Noah Williams, who has transitioned into a PFA coach educator and is an assistant manager at Billericay Town FC. Don't forget to comment, like and subscribe. <laughs> when I hear everybody like that, it's licks time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> just can't scan my brain. What have I done? What have I done? What have I done? Because you, because you, because you, Ruben. No, no, only my mum was she vexed back in the days. So yeah. She said, Ruben, he likes her. Yeah. I know, damn. Okay, now boss, it's happening. <laughs> All right, welcome to the Academy Football Network with myself, Big Nath, and Big C. We're lucky enough to be joined by Gifton Noel Williams. How you doing, sir? I'm good, man. I'm yeah. good. Nice to be here. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, good to have you. Good to have you. Good to have you. <laughs> So obviously, Gifton, we've obviously chosen you because I think you're an excellent ambassador for the game in terms of the boys as well. Talking to the young boys at Watford, they always speak so highly of you. Um, so if you can, just give me a little bit of background to your story and how you got into the game. I think I would say I was born into the game, I would say, you know, yeah. like playing football was just my life. I used to watch my cousin play, Michael play, yeah. and he was big in football. Okay, So he'd always take me and watch him. I'd be on the sidelines, a little kid watching him play. And just growing up, you know, I think I was about four or five years old, and he bought me a football for Christmas. Yeah, And I think I played the whole Christmas day, all boxing day, and I said to them, I want to be a footballer. And everyone laughed, you know, little kids just want to be a footballer. But genuinely, I had a love for, for this game, you know, it just excited me. It just, no matter, I, I could practice for hours and hours and hours yeah. I could play matches I could do whatever I just loved playing football yeah. it was almost like a stress relief almost but from young yeah. so I weren't stressed back then it was just I don't know what it was it was just a relief of it's everything that makes sense so yeah. it started from then and then my my cousin same Michael again he took me to Arsenal Tottenham game I think I was back 10 it was a derby game we won 2-1 you know you had people like Paul Davis Roe Castle Davis. yeah Perry Gold scored a win in that game John Lukic was in goal <laughs> you know what I'm saying you're talking about deep you know what I mean them kind of guys you know and I, I watched that game and after that when we scored the winning goal they lifted me up and they said I was their lucky charm you know because yes. my first game and stuff and you know after that I thought to myself I want to be there yeah. you know and from then I suppose the journey started and I started playing played locally um, what was locally for you? Where, where did you play locally? Some isn't. I'm from Islington. So, okay. Yeah. So yeah. I'm from North London. North West. Yeah. No, no, north, north, just north. north. Yeah. I'm North one. I'm North one. Oh. I'm, I'm N one. I'm straight N one. Yeah. I'm branch at Northwest a little bit. I'm N one straight. Yeah. So, um, Highbury, really Highbury, Highbury boy. Just around the corner from Highbury, I grew up. So that's where for me it was Arsenal. You know, if it was Arsenal, um, watching football, playing football, playing for my district, playing for other little teams I didn't really play no Sunday league because okay. I'm a church man my mum was a church grew up in a church my dad was a bishop at the time wow. my mum is a bishop up to now wow. so it was church was number one so it wasn't no Sunday league I yeah. could play midweek yeah. play Saturdays that's but it. that was it. That's it so back then that's all I'd done I played school football midweek I played midweek teams at Astro Turfs I played Corrins Fields Market Road 
the local that everyone used to play back in the days. Saturdays would be school or district football. Yeah. Do you know? I mean, I, w- I went to school in North London, and I'll be honest with you, that district team, I do remember it, we're similar age, so yeah. um, that district team, I remember there was some big, big names in that district team that yeah. went on to play actually professional football, yeah. so yeah. I think they were, I think Joko was younger, a little Joko bit younger. was younger, 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 Decent level, some mm. some only made it a little bit. But between Islington team and our London team at the time, so many players you could talk about: Julian Gray, Palov, and Natsa. You know the, the list goes. The, the list goes on. I could if I can't write picture everyone in my head right yeah, now. Yeah, but Julian Gray, Palace, 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 Crystal Palace. Yeah, 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 yeah Julian yeah, Gray. Yeah, yeah. Then you had Palov, and Natsa was at Arsenal. Terry oh, Bowles okay. was at Arsenal at that time, but he didn't make it fully. But he played for England Beach Team, Beach yeah, Soccer. Yeah. There was loads of other guys that was in that group. Doherty. There's a lot. That team, yeah. that district team. So from there, it, 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 how did how did the how did the academy football start for you right. in regards to Watford? So yeah. how did that go? You know what? That's why when I when I see children and they can't make it or their parents have no interest in their football, it always want I always want to help them. Mm. Do you understand? Because mm. I feel to myself, it's not the kid's fault. It's not his fault why he can't make it. He wants to be there, but his parents either physically can't take him because they're working and trying to make ends meet, or or they just don't want to. But it's still not the kid's fault. Mm. You see what I'm trying to say? So I was that kid, but it's not because my mum didn't love me. My dad was a churchman, so he cared about church. My mum was trying to make sure that we could eat. Mm. You understand what I'm trying to say? So football for for us was, I'll come in, I'll say, Mum, I'm going football training. Okay, son, see you later. Yeah. So I would just go and I'll run. I just, I'm going to come back to this, how I play football in a minute. But I used to run lampposts. I tell people at the time and they laugh at me. Right? <laughs> on, I, lampposts, I used to run lampposts. <laughs> so I, I, live, I live in near King's Cross, between yeah. King's Cross and Highbury. We used to train for my Sunday team. <clears throat> I'm going to get to how I play for my Sunday team in a second. But we used to train in Hackney. Right? So those who know your thing, that's quite far away. Right? Mm. I used to run lampposts. So I'd run one lamppost, walk one lamppost, run two lampposts, walk one lamppost, run three lamppost, walk one, four, five, and I'll get to ten. Go back to one again. Wow. And that's how I get to training. <clears throat> okay. You understand? But because I'm running lampposts, it didn't bother me. Yeah. I'm running lampposts. So my challenge was the lampposts. Yeah. That was challenging. That's my challenge. To get, yeah. To get, to yeah. Get, to get before that. I know I'm at training. <laughs> yeah. Before I knew. Does that make sense? People and laugh at me. You done that? I said, yeah, it's around lampposts. And we'll come back the same? Sometimes I'd have to. And sometimes a parent or someone oh, who's speaking to someone, they might say, oh, I'll drop you to Dalston or I'll drop you to Highbury or. You know what I mean? Part way. So, so you lived in North London, and you would have to go to all the way to where? Where was the East London? East Queensbridge Road. Hackney. Wow. Yeah, Hackney. Yeah, around the corner from Dawson. Yeah. Wow. So, and that, but that's what I've done because I love football. So, mm. getting back to how I play for this team for me it was a great opportunity for me yeah. because I never played no Sunday league football. I so, mean, pe- yeah. people, people listening might say, "Well, do you know what the current climate mm. and um, in regards to how dangerous." Mm. Roads can be uh, for for young people. Well, what would you say to that? What would be the thing that you say? I know I do agree with them. Yeah. I do believe that yeah. the climate has changed, yeah. and I do believe that things are different. Mm. But I think kids now have different challenges. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, I yeah. think so. The challenges so I think my parents more are willing to at least pick them up or drop them off. Mm. So now the challenge might be a child going from school to practice. To training, yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Now, me for me personally, I think that's a challenge that that child should take up yeah, if yeah. he loves the game. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I feel yeah. you're safe enough and it's light enough mm. that the child could go to practice on safely mm. and then the parents, if they've got a bit willing in them, mm. then they could pick them up after after training. You know, Times have kind of changed, you know? Yeah, of course. Even, of course. even now, parents are able to get time off or ask someone to bring them or get a lift or, you know, and, and the way you guys have it now with 
with the clubs. There's so many people like yourselves, club people in the club that can help these people and help them with taxis and stuff like that. Mm. I believe it's more about whether they want it or not. Mm. Does that make sense? So yeah. if the child's good enough and they really want it, I'm sure the club will find a way for them. Yeah. But back in the days, there was no way. Yeah. <laughs> if you understand what I mean, there was it. no way. So it's just what it was. I'm gonna go to that the, the lifts and all that stuff in a minute when I finish. Well, without even jumping yeah. too far forward, well, do you reckon children now or young players now want it as much now as they did back when you was playing? Do you think the same drive is there to make it in yeah. the in the game? I'm not gonna say all. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not put all of them into yeah. one into one basket. Yeah, yeah. Can you look at people like Hudson and Doyle? Easy to talk about right mm. now, Jaden Sancho, who we know, mm. right? Who, who you know, so we know we've seen some hungry players yeah. firsthand, and there's loads of them out there. So I can't say in general, but I think in general, it seems too easy now. Okay. So I think when when I was growing up, we thought that we were going to get released every single year. Mm. Do you understand? Mm. So it was almost like every single year you're on your toes because there's no time to relax. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was no we're taking on 20 players, we're taking on 15 players. It was we had sometimes just 12 players. And then you might get one player playing up or a trialist coming or something like that. So it wasn't big squads. It wasn't everyone. You've got a contract for two years. Yeah. Uh, we was less comfortable as in no, right, no training kit. Mm. We trained on Astro Turf. That wasn't great. So there's other little stuff that kept us on our toes. But on, at that time, it was good facilities. Yeah. So it's hard to really... I'm comparing to now. Yeah. Then it was good facilities, you mm. know, at the time. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just... I think the, the look at the children now, and I think they think it's too easy. And I think what happens with a lot of children is they're good players. They think it's too easy, so they don't knuckle down. And then by the time he gets to 16 or 18, it catches up on them. Because I think the gap between youth and first-team football is massive now. When I was growing up, I made my debut at 16. Mm. Completely different, you know? So it was a completely different scenario. It was, I could physically handle the men. And is it because, I mean, so we're talking about you go into academy football... 13, 14? Yes. By 16, you're ready for first team football. Yeah. Or the coaches believe it and you make your debut. And yeah. Youngest, probably. Youngest still, to, I think still now, to start yeah. To start for Watford in the first team. Yeah. So it's almost like, what 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 happens in those three years? And I'm not saying everybody needs to make their debut at 16. Yeah. But for development football to make sure that you're developing a, a young player so that when they are 16, 17, 18, you think, you know what, they're ready physically, mentally, they not understand the game technically or tactically. It's just thinking, what, what, and you're saying it as someone who's been both as a player and now on the other side in regards to coach, I mean, you develop coaches now, so um, what does that look like? What, what, what is missing? I think, think? What's, I think what's missing is our constant contact with the kids. Yeah. <clears throat> I think when, when I was playing, I had my cousin, <clears throat> so Michael would talk about football. So as a striker, he'd always say to me, if a striker can't hold the ball up, he's no good. Yeah. That was something that Michael said to me from day. <clears throat> so in my mind, yeah. I have to hold the ball up. Yeah. He always said that whenever you shoot, you must hit the target. Make the keeper work. Even if the keeper saves it, but make the keeper work. So in my practice always was, I've got to hit the target. Not in a pressure situation where if I don't, he's going to be angry with me. No, but it, it was hit the target. Good players hit the target. So he gave me some real serious stuff that when I was young, that I just played football. And I had some serious stuff, all right, go hit the target, I'll go work hard. Do you know what I mean? Have a little stuff, hold the ball up. Apart from that, go and have fun. Yeah. So I knew, I just went and had fun, mm. honest truth. And then it was other people that saw the talent that I had. Yeah. And then you had people like Kenny Jacket. Gives me just, one time he picked me up from my digs. And um, 
I've been playing for the youth team and stuff. It was a holiday, but I played for the youth team like under 15, I think, or under yeah. 16. I thought I was under 16. And I started a couple of games for the youth team. And um, they picked me up and was talking. And I said to him, I said, oh, we're talking about Saturday's game. So I said, oh, am I playing Saturday? And he goes, yeah. I said, oh. He goes, why? Well, I said, I thought I might not play because I'm young and I didn't play that good the last game. In my mind, I didn't play that good. He said to me, no, you played very well, son. I said, oh. He goes, you've never had a bad game for me. I said, oh. I said, oh. He goes, you work hard, you put yourself about, you always cause a problem for the defenders. He said, you always run and, and fight whether it's a lost case or not. You work hard and you never give up. He said, so you can never have a bad game for me. All that may happen is you might not have a great game. <laughs> so you might not score. Yeah. Or you might not make an assist or you might not be flourishing and doing anything great. Yeah. But he goes, I know you're still going to do what you're meant to do every single game. So that's enough for me. The rest is development. Mm. That alone, yeah, honest truth, it made me just feel like I was a million dollars. Because I thought to myself, I can never do wrong. You see what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah. I can't do no wrong. So all i got to do is go and train every day hard. <laughs> play, <laughs> come to the game, play straight hard. Yeah. And that's Work enough. Work as hard as you can. I, I suppose, he, I mean, maybe in a clever way, Kenny Jacket is, is someone in terms of um, amongst coaches, he's probably what, he's been a developer of coaches as well. He's a uh, national developer of coaches. So it's just sort of like, how was he as a coach in regards to developing? And is that something that you've taken in your own in to try to develop people? How was he? What, I think, what, if I think about well? if I'll be honest with you, it wasn't all this four corner stuff. Yeah. It wasn't, and no four corners. No one talked about four corners. Yeah. Kenny was ahead of the four corners. Okay. So he dealt with us in the four corners. Yeah. But without it being scripted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know sense? Yeah. It was about environment. People talk about environment now. Yeah. Like, they were doing that back then. Yeah. Does that make sense? We had a certain way you have to behave when you're around Watford. Does that make sense? No matter who you was, yeah. no one was bigger than the club. Yeah, yeah. So I saw good players get released because they were acting bad. And everyone's like, wow, he got released. I'm, yeah. I'm straightening up. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. And yeah. those players never end up going into no clubs because yeah. they always had the bad attitudes. And they probably had that reputation that yeah. with them. But they were good ability-wise. Yeah. But they're the players that have the 90% ability but don't have that 10% work ethic. Mm. So you know, we know. They're not going to make it, are they? Mm. Realistically, and have a long, 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 in long career in the mm. game. They might make it for a few years. So Kenny knew how to fish out the ones that wasn't really, really serious. And John McDermott, who's still doing up to now. Yeah, Tottenham. So, he's still yeah. doing up to now. So John and Kenny, they were they were ahead of their time. And they just cared. Yeah. They just cared, honest truth. Like, I can talk about training sessions, I can talk about all this stuff, but it was just information they gave me. They gave me information about, Gifton, you are this, right? You're six foot, you're this, you're that, you're this, you're that. This is the way you have to play if you want to have a career. That's it. Now, all the other rest, shooting my left foot, holding the ball, having my touch getting better, that was them to them, their, ev their everyday sessions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no one ever said to me, are we doing a session today for you just so you can work on shooting? No. Mm. He just, Kenny would just put an attack versus defence session. And then just everyone works. <laughs> and everyone's it? working on their game. So you see, I, mean, I, I mean, development football's probably evolved and it's probably... It's probably... Keep going, keep going. Keep it natural. Yeah, development football's probably evolved in regards to talking about the, let the game be the teacher, games, games, games. I yeah. mean, there's a big initiative in regards to the FA talking about games and playing more games and mm. learning through games. And yeah. is that something that was happening before? Yeah. The thing is, I think I, I believe in what everyone's saying, yeah. but I think sometimes the message gets mixed up. Yeah, okay. all right. Because my personal thing is, if we just let the game be the teacher, yeah, the game could teach you bad habits as well. Of course. You understand what I'm trying to yeah. say? If I'm big and I'm strong and I'm quick yeah. and we only play games 
and I'm taking on the small left winger or the, the, the small left back yeah. at the time, then I might, I might look good, but it's not really benefiting me long term. Yeah, be because I need to play against someone who's, who's quicker than me, stronger than me in different different scenarios. In right, in need to be challenged. right. So if yeah. it's done in the right way, I think the game can be the teacher because within that game, there's information you can give. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, no, no. But then if you just think, well, let, let them play and they'll learn from it, then for me, it's <coughs> not enough. There's got to be a message behind it. Like yeah. we'll talk about. I played for a guy called Wayne Andrews. He was under 18s and I was under 16 at the time. You know Wayne, right? Like, yeah, you know, of course, just family in it. Right? <laughs> right, so me and Wayne played in the youth team. Now, Wayne was very fast, but his movement was very poor. Mm. So I would get in on goal more times than Wayne mm. at the beginning. But Kenny was working on him, talking about his movement, talking about his movement. Wayne fixed it, he was in the first team. Mm. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Because that's, and all that Kenny was talking about was his movement. We didn't really have many, many sessions about his movement. Yeah. But, he put on training sessions where Wayne would have to use movement to get it on goal. Yeah, yeah. And then by doing that all the time, he, was, he yeah. got good he, at it. Do you understand movement. what I'm trying to yeah, say? Yeah, yeah. But there wasn't no, we're just going to sit down and draw out the movement patterns. There was none of that. It was, you need to bend your run a bit more. Yeah. And as you keep bending your run, you'll get the timing from it. You'll get the, you'll get the understanding of the past, where the past comes from, where yeah. to bend it, information. Yeah. Does that make sense? I, mean, I, I feel that a lot of coaches now don't have the information to give. Okay. Do you understand? So because they don't have that information to give the players, then they want to reverse back to something else that is generic. Textbook. Right. So I think that in that return, I think personally, <clears throat> some players can get halted because if I'm six foot and you're five foot, we need the same information, some generic stuff, but I need different information to you. Yeah. You need to be learn how to step across defenders and to use your body to draw free kicks. I understand how to be strong because I'd have to draw free kicks because I'm stronger than the defender. <laughs> You see, yeah. you see what I'm coming from? So you take, I mean, that's looking at their individual, looking at them individually, right. indivi individualizing the the program to benefit them. To I benefit mean, them. again, it's stuff that you kind of, it comes out in, a, in an initiative, let's be more individualized, let's look at individual players, but mm. actually that's what was happening all the time, really, just in a different way. It's been happening, and that's, that's the by why thing is that maybe there was many people that wasn't, I think a lot of good developmental coaches, they got good first team jobs. Yeah. and moved on very very quick and then since then there's been like a flush of coaches in and out you don't really see many club men in, in their clubs now that someone's been working there for 15 years yeah 10 years but back then you had one, them the good ones go good ones go yeah. yeah that makes sense so I think all the information kind of goes to the first team and then sometimes they don't end up having a job for long and they fall out they stop managing but they don't want to go back down to developmental football again yeah that makes sense so now you've lost you've lost that, that brain you've lost that clever brain you know what I'm trying to say? So I think some some of it is that. And I, I, I don't know, I just love, for me, I think that now with all what you've got, you've got the PMA systems, you've got the, the huddle, the huddle, you've got the, the, the cameras, you've got, you know, all, all the stuff they have, the Mac computers where you go to some clubs and they have, you know, and you go to some clubs and they've got nice big Mac computers, and you, know, they, you know, but it's nice, it's nice. They're watching their videos and the thing. And I think all of that is very, very nice. And that's good. Are the, children, are the players looking at it and just look at the good bits that they do, or are they looking at it, scrutinizing it the right way? Yeah. So you can have it all, but if it's, is it being used in the right way? Mm -hmm. you, see, you see, and that's a question that I, don't, I suppose I could put out to, to, to academies, to people, are they doing You must, you can say yes they are, because they're producing some good players out there, England have some good players now, yeah. but are all of them doing it that way? Yeah. True. No? True. <laughs> so in terms of, I'm always intrigued about the mental side of the game. So as you was growing up and everybody said that your mum was always there helping you support you through the games, mm. 
how did you feel mentally in academy football? How did you? How was it? Um, from day one, I didn't really have no one coming to watch me play. Yeah, did that. Michael would come when he could come. Okay. So when Michael could come to a game, he would be there. Apart from that, no one came to watch me. So this probably another thing. I played football for me, <laughs> so I didn't really care who was there. Yeah, yeah. This might sound really bad, yeah. but I played for my school team. I don't need my mum to be a she can't make it. So I don't mind. I just play football. Mm. I, just, I do what I do it. I play for district. I just played football. So it wasn't about who was there, who was watching. Now, when Michael could make it, special. Yeah. Special. You understand? Because all of a sudden, I've got to make sure everything is on point. Yeah. And then, yeah, everything is. You know what I'm saying? Because I'll be telling him probably over the weeks. I've been doing this, I've been doing this, I've been doing this. So now when Michael's there, I know, I've got, I've got, I've got Mr. Mike's in the yard in the place. <laughs> I got to do it. So, but, but apart from that, there was no there was no pressure. It was just me having fun on his truth. And, yeah. then, and then that helps support you? Because, I mean, I think what we are also, we also talk about a lot in regards to development football, linked to what you said earlier, the gulf is massive between what you see in an 18s game and what you see in... A first team environment and mm. how do we help support those sort of boys I mean 16 15 as well how do we get them closer so it's like what you're saying that someone that's 16 year old can be in a first team yeah. technically mm. um, what is it some of the things that we need to what in regards to mentally, mentally. so you know it's, I think it's hard yeah I think it's hard now I think as I said I, my life my dad died when I was 13 I had a couple of grands that died and my cousin passed away. There's, I had a lot of stuff that I just had to get over myself in life. So mm-hmm. I've kind of been the kind of person, I've never really been phased by anything. Mm-hmm. I just take it in my stride. I could be nervous, mm-hmm. but no one would ever know I'm nervous. Yeah. I just get on with it. And people say, oh, you and the People that know me don't know. Like, you, I can see, I can tell a little bit you was a bit nervous. You know what I'm trying to mm-hmm. say? So mentally, I suppose, I've always had the, a strong background that I suppose my faith as well I was, I was crazy religious when I was younger. Mm. So I always had that. Yeah, you yeah. in the church and the yeah. bishop. And so I was crazy religious when I was younger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so for through that, I suppose it gave me a lot of strength as well that I can do anything I want as long as I have faith. Mm. You know? Mm. So as I got older, I've realised it's faith in myself I've got to have. That's what I realised. Yeah, yeah. That's what religion is. So, that's my religion programme. But, but, but when I was younger, was more, if I have faith, I can do it. I guess we're calling that confidence really. confidence yeah. whatever you need I'm saying yeah, so wherever yeah, you want to put it so I always said that as through going to play up and for example when I was under 15 I played for the youth team um, Kenny I had full trust in Kenny mm. but you said Kenny cared yeah. That's so what you I mean. know a man cares about you yeah I had full trust in him he, he told me to come with the week before I trained with the youth team yeah. they kicked me about the place he laughed and joked about it when I was getting kicked up in the air by the under-18s. Yeah, yeah. And he laughed and joked about it because he wanted to see if I was ready. Because at the end of the day, if I can't handle training, how am I going to handle the game? Yeah. Does that make sense? So yeah. for the simple fact, I got up, brushed myself off. I didn't cry about it. I didn't make a big deal of it. Yeah. I just got up and got on with training. He was like, all right, now this kid's ready. Yeah. <laughs> He's ready for that. Does that make sense? When yeah. someone now would see that as maybe, oh, no, you can't kick the under-15. or I'm not saying kick, as in go and, and yeah. study him and, and, and try, and, try no and one done them, that to yeah. me. But they know, they were, went really physical on me mm. to let me know, we're not under-15s no more. You're playing, you're playing with under-18s. Yeah. Does so that make sense? So I think some of them might try to hurt me, mm. but I didn't mind. I got on with it. I brushed myself off. I guess, I guess, I mean, if you look at that in sort of, in a family sense, it's like mm. the big brother testing to see if you're ready for... 
Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, are you gonna have, have you grown up now? Right. Big brothers come up, okay. Yes. Do you know what? And it's respect as well, I feel, yeah, because I feel that I gain respect from them. When I was when they're trying to make me cry, make me stop training, and I kept on training, staying with it, all of a sudden in the change room they talk to me more. Then we come to Saturday and I'm playing with them. And now they're backing me. Yeah, like, yeah. come on, do what you done during the week, man. Like, do what you done during the week. You was good during the week, give. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, huh? These guys like me, and they say, "Yeah, you're good. You know, you're really good." Oh wow! Yeah, Do you yeah. know we? They were like my enemies, yeah, but yeah. now Saturday they're my friends. Mm, yeah. Okay, now I understand it. Yeah, That's yeah. training. We're all training together. We got we got to play like we don't like each other almost mm. to train to that level yeah. to push each other every single so day. Meant, I guess that was the mental preparation for <laughs> what you're going to be going in right. the game. When you go to the game, yeah. you've been pushed. If I've pushed you, you're a centre back, yeah. and I've been batting with you all week, and I'm put at my best. You're at your best. When we come to Saturday, we play against some other guy. It's easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's easy because you've, you've been... You've already put him through the mill. <laughs> you've yeah. been through a week. Well, this is 90 minutes. That's it, 90 yeah. minutes. So when I'm, I'm getting to the centre-back who's doing silly stuff to me, trying to put me off my game, these guys have already done this to me during the week. Yeah. So it's like, this is easy. Come on, come on man. Let's play. I've got a referee now. Yeah. <laughs> during the week, there's no referee. During the week, I get kicked down. Can he play on? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now I've got a referee. And that's... And that's I mean, we think, I think about... I often think about the environment and how we can support the kids with a healthy balance. Yes. We don't want it to be too one-sided in yes. any sort of way, really. Yeah. We don't want to create an environment where it's out. all fluffy. Yeah, and yes, it's, yes. It's, but also, we don't want to create an environment that it's too tough. Yes, and people are getting and hurt. Old, and people are getting hurt. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and this is always a fine balance that you're trying, you're trying to create. Uh, coaches in any age group, mm. from babies, you know how young you come into yeah. the environment and, and have to sign a contract to yeah. an academy, yeah. nine year old, ten year old, and you're trying to create an environment, and then you're on the other end of the spectrum mm. in regards to an eighteen year old, and there's still you're still trying to do it. Yeah. It's 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 that balance, isn't it? Yeah. I think I thought that. Back in the days, I thought that Kenny and, and John McDermott had a great balance. You yeah. know, now when I look at the time, I didn't notice it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. looking back now, yeah. and I think about the balance because, for example, like myself, I needed. They realized when I think I was under fourteen that I can't play under fourteens no more. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah. I can't play under fourteens no more. It was not benefiting not, me. Yeah, right. So then they wouldn't play me under fourteen. They played me up in under fifteens. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, so yeah, all of a sudden, so that they, they were developing me. It was about me, not mm. about the team. Yeah. Now there were some other guys in my team. Tommy Smith, yeah, who was yeah. my age. Yeah. He still made it in the first team. Yeah. He still had a great career. But he, but he wasn't ready at the time. Yeah. That makes sense. Physically, he would have got washed away with the older boys. He wasn't yeah. ready physically. By the time Tommy Smudger got to under 18s, mm. Smudge was ready now. Yeah. He came in the first team and Smudge had a great career. Mm. You see, you see yeah, what I'm from? But it was everyone had. It was. It wasn't. Well, oh, you're the best player. You got the most skills, so we're gonna push you up all the yeah. time. And some players went up, and they came back down again. Yeah. And it wasn't, oh, you flopped, so that's why you come back down. It was like, what I'm doing right now, I put you up there for a few weeks. Yeah. I'm gonna let you back down your normal age, get some confidence up, and I'll put you back up again. Yeah. And it made sense. You, didn't, you kid, you didn't like it to be moved back down. Yeah. But when I came back down, and then I'm running around, it's like, oh, this is easy. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. these defenders, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So all of a sudden, I, I get my confidence up. Yeah. I start scoring five goals a game on a Sunday, six goals a game on a Sunday. Couple of weeks, can you bring me back up again with the other boys? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And then by then, I've, I've got my confidence back up. Yeah. Maybe I haven't played two full games, or well, it could be whatever. But it was an individual plan that was for me. Does that make sense? And, and I'm and you and man, managed you yeah, and managed you right. as an individual. Right. Right. I guess yeah, that yeah, in terms exactly. of academy football, development football, you're often asking you're often asking mm. coaches to do that and 
do coaches now have the skill set to do that? Do they have the understanding in regards to that, or do they have to refer to something that gives them the information, yes. some sort of stat or some sort of? Was it more it natural? Was natural. It was yeah. no stats. It wasn't about no stats. It was just a natural eye. I feel that now, if I, as a coach, maybe as an academy, yeah. if I say that I think that this player should be moved up, yeah. the way the way that I see the system, yeah. and, and look, I could be wrong with certain things and with facts, but the way I see the system is. That, converse, that has to be a conversation that maybe takes a week and between five or six people I've got to discuss that with. Mm. Does that make sense? Before yeah, this yeah. kid can now play up. Yeah. We're back in the days of discussion where I see this kid, I think he's, you know what, I'm going to send him up to you for, for a few weeks yeah. and I think I'm going to confirm it with John or the, who's yeah. the head yeah. and it was done. Does that, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I feel now and you might get someone who <clears throat> hasn't really seen the kids, right? I've watched some DVD some video clips, but hasn't seen the training side of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or has come out to watch a game for 20 minutes. Or whatever. And then now they're going to they're gonna make a decision about whether this child should play up or not. On 20 minutes. I don't think that's personal to the kid. Yeah. Because that person doesn't know the kid personally. Yeah. <laughs> so they might see the kid play once and think, oh, the kid's amazing, he should play up. But I'm the one that's coaching him. I should know that yeah, maybe physically he can play up, mm. but mentally, if he plays up, he'll crumble. Yeah, yeah. Well, technically, he can't or whatever. Or, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, there should yeah. be a conversation with a yeah. big challenge. I know these things do are, are part of conversations in, in academies, yeah. but I only think it's for one or two. Yeah. I don't see many conversations for maybe the best one or two get that conversation. Yeah. I don't see everyone having that conversation, personal conversation. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, so yeah. that's just my my personal thing. I think more of that is needed, mm. and I think players need to understand what they're about to get themselves into. Mm. So, and I'm, I'm not saying this is right, by the way. I used to go in as youth, as um, schoolboys mm. and we'd be around the pros. Yeah. And sometimes they was indecent and sometimes they would act in a certain way that now, if I wouldn't want my, my kids or anything to be around that because yeah. I don't think it's right. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But pros are not like that anymore. The game's moved on from, yeah. from that kind of behaviour. more educated and aware. Exactly. Yeah, right. yeah. So the game's moved on from that kind of behaviour. Yeah. But I still do believe that youngsters need to see where they're heading. Mm, what it looks that, like. Yeah, I think it needs to and see that, it. That, that, that kind of leads on to where we was going to okay. go, go next with it in regards to <laughs> transition to the first team and how was that like for you? So, you're 16. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Me, I'm going to be honest with you, yeah. I, I'm tearing my hair out if, <laughs> if a 16-year-old goes to the first team <laughs> in terms of where in my environment. Risk I'm assessment, like, oh safeguarding. <laughs> risk assessment galore. It's safeguarding time. But what are we Change doing room. Oh, God. I'm just <laughs> like... There's so many things in here. Yeah, it? I'm just yeah. like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. going on again? Yeah. You know what I mean? Give me the chaperone. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'll, I'll need a chaperone now, wouldn't I? Yeah. I'll, oh, man, it'll be... It'll be I'd be, it would be a big job. <laughs> yeah. So I'd just be like, <laughs> yeah. I'd just get a phone call from Carlos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would be like, just take him out, man. Take him out. Yeah. Don't worry about the developer. Take him out. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. So, <laughs> really joking. Yeah. so yeah. what was what was that like? How how, um, how, how, did, how did things change for you? What did you have to get used to differently? Or yeah. I was, as I said, I was lucky yeah. because yeah, again, Kenny was the first team manager. Oh, was he? Oh. He gave my okay. debut. Okay. So I had Kenny was under fifteen. Yeah. He brought me up to the under sixteen, the youth team, and then yeah. the first team. Wow. So for me, it was kind of. Yeah. I know the man who, who's making the scene. He, he, he he's having you. me. Did that yeah, make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that side of it was okay. Little things were just the pros yeah. and stuff. You know, you had some pros that didn't like me, or they see a youngster coming in. Yeah. So they treated you in a, in a certain way, in a yeah. certain manner. But as I'm saying now, they're more educated now. Yeah. So they would still treat that person the same manner, but in an educated way. Mm. This was a test for me. 
Yeah. Now I'm older, I see it as a test. Some of them was really offish towards me. Yeah. But I had to was earn that? my way in. Yeah. Once I earned my way in, started doing some stuff and playing and playing and yeah. then there was a, everyone was fine with me. Because again, that's sort of mm. like, we, I mean, where we talk about the mental side of it and how mm. mentally resilient, determined, toughness, there needs to be a mental toughness. Is that something that, is that something that we miss sometimes with and with with players making them mentally ready? You're gonna to go to an environment. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, they're gonna yeah. be a little bit off with you. Yeah, but they'll be thinking, why? Why are they gonna be yeah, off with me? Why from here? Yeah, yeah. And I, I feel things have to be thrown in sometimes. You yeah. know, and I feel it could be well. All right, you're gonna train with the first team for two days this week. Do you know what I mean? Or the, or the first team. It has to be first team environment. And maybe you even go and change with the first team. So in the morning when you go in... <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> for you safeguarding. Yes, for you, for you safeguarding. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. He's like, he's like yeah. a beer. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm going to retract that one. I'll take that one back. <laughs> no, but, you know, so... With, or maybe not, maybe not change with them, yeah, yeah. but you know, be with them in the, maybe when they have their meetings in the morning yes, with the manager, yeah. having breakfast, so they could just feel the whole, right. feel what it's like, yeah. feel what being professional feels like, rather than just train and come back over, yeah. come back over, yeah, because all they all they see now is the pros over there messing around. So you know when, for example, I, I could talk about Watford because it's yeah. my club. Yeah. So say there's Troy and Maps and a few of the clubs they're messing yeah. around after training. Yeah, yeah, the youth team player may see that yeah. and think this is what it's about. Yeah. No, you have to get there first. Yeah. If you're not there, your afternoon has to be serious training again. But they have to see the whole day. Yeah. But by them seeing the whole day, they see what the pros do in the morning. They see how they work out in the morning. They see what they do. They see all They see all of the things, the whole day of how the pro is, how he eats, how he conducts himself. Now I know what it is to be a pro. Yeah. And it's not just, oh, I see on television or training with the pros every now and again, yeah. a little 5 or whatever. It's not that. There's more to that. There's the meetings, there's the video analysis, there's mm. the conversations that you have with the pros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those conversations are vital, you know. Mm. I was lucky. It's about the mental side and stuff. I had Jamie Morley. Jamie Morley, okay. A guy called Jamie mm. Morley, played for Watford at the time. He lived in East London. So he used to drive us down, safeguarding. Right? <laughs> I was under 13, under 14. He would drive us down and drop us off at Finsley Park. Wow. Every day during pre season, because yeah. he was injured. So um, if he was injured, we used to train the ground. So he, he was at, injured, used to be at the ground. Yeah. But I learned so much of Jamie Morley. Just a conversation in the car. Conversation in the car. He was a striker as well. Just talking to him and just. Just how to be a pro, you know. He, he was back to himself. Yeah, and some I learned a lot of things of what not to do as well from Jamie Morley. Yeah, 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 yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I learned things not to do that I didn't really like, but a lot of things I liked. Yeah. And he wasn't the best pro out there, but I learned a lot from just being around him. Yeah. Then I was around Andy Hessen Tyler, yeah. Gary mm. Porter, oh, wow. people like that. Real pros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> real, real oh, serious or serious pros. Yeah. Nigel Gibbs, serious pros. Yeah. You know, and then I'm around all these guys, you're just gonna develop and you're just yeah. gonna learn from these guys. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. But if you're not around them, how do you know? Yeah. How do you know what's next? There's only so, so much you can tell them only so about much. throwing them in. I mean, we look at examples of what's going on now in terms of the modern game and you see a lot of the boys going abroad. Yes. Um, which is nice to yes. see. I like it, to yeah. be honest. I like the, like the boys going to experience different cultures, yeah. seeing different yeah. things. And I mean, you did that yourself as well in yeah. regards to... So you've you done a lot in regard to England and the English game, but then you said, what made you want to go abroad? What, what, was, the, what was the feeling by that? Well, so, if I'll be honest with you, I reached a point in my career where my arthritis, you know, yeah. I've got rheumatoid arthritis, so 
my agent at the time, he called up many clubs that was interested in me before my half rise. Yeah. And I heard them on loudspeaker say they couldn't buy me because of, or sign me because of the insurance and stuff. Yeah. So I would never, they could never sign me, as a, they could never sign me basically because my career could be done and they couldn't insure my wages. So they yeah. give me a five year contract. Yeah, they got to pay out. So it's a lot of stuff. So I was playing, you know, went to left Watford, which is heartbreaking leaving Watford. Um, but it was one of the things that they were going for a big change at Watford. Went to Stoke and it was good. I enjoyed Stoke. I loved the two years at Stoke. I really, really enjoyed working with Tony Pulis. It was a. Was it Larry Moore at the time? No, no, um, no, no. It was a youth team manager. No, Blake. No, Blake. No, Blake, no, was, yeah, there. Yeah, Blake yeah, was there. Yeah, yeah. Blake was there. Yeah, Blake was there. Blake was top man. Yeah. <laughs> He's a real top man. Yeah, so um, went to Stoke, enjoyed Stoke. Went to Burnley, met Steve Cottrell, and we didn't really catch off. You know, we didn't really get on, get on really. He started from the first day of pre-season when he wanted me to have an ice bath. <laughs> and I've got arthritis, so I kind of vibe yeah, yeah. That just kind of went on. From then, we didn't really get on, basically. So I left. So when I left Watford, this team from Spain come in for me. Mm. And at that time, I said, you know what? I'm going through a lot of change in my life and a lot of stuff was going on in my personal life. And I was... I want to move out of London, but I don't want to move out of the country. Yeah. So Stoke was far enough. Stoke was like abroad for me, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? You, know, you go from London, Stoke yeah. was like abroad. So that was enough for me. But I lived up there, lived in North, and they come in for me when I went to Burnley. They came in for me again. And I said, nah, still, like, I, I still, nah, I'm not ready for that. I was up Burnley for a year, a year and a half. Didn't, I didn't really enjoy my time at Burnley. I enjoyed the fans and stuff in the yeah. club, but my relationship with, with the manager was just not good. So I didn't really enjoy my time. So they came in again. So I'm <laughs> looking at myself, it's transfer window, January transfer window, and I think there's like three or four days left. No, there's like a week left. I had a game on a Tuesday and a game on a Saturday. They said they want to come watch me in a Tuesday game. No, Saturday, so Saturday and Tuesday. They came Saturday, but I got called off. They flew over, went back. Then they came again for the Tuesday game. I played against Stoke, in fact, on the Tuesday game. I played all, I played all right. They said to me they wanted to put a deal together. Transfer deadline was, I think, like a day or two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like a decision. Would you do go yeah, or not? Yeah. So I'm looking at that thinking, boy, you know, twice they've come in for me already. The same team. Yeah. Same. Might not um, happen again. It might happen again, realistically. I thought, I, I'm not going to play the premiership unless I be part of a team that wins promotion. I'm not going to play Premiership in this in this country. So they were in the second. They were in the second, okay. but they were second division. But they were, I think, second at the time. Oh, okay. Right, but they wanted a big push for the end of the season. Yeah. So I thought, you know what? Let me go and do it and go and see what it's like. So I signed for Real Murcia. Um, I loved it. I scored on my debut. Um, we got promoted that that season, and I loved it. You know, I loved the lifestyle in Spain. It was great. They gave me a decision whether. They said to me, they're bringing loads of players. So during the season, you might be on the bench, might not be on the bench, I'm not too sure. It's one of those. Another club came in for me in the second division and said, you'll play every game. Mm. We worked out a little deal where I could get my money, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I went, and that's why I went to Elche. Yeah. I loved it. I loved nice. it in Spain. You know, it's one of the best things I've done in my life. I think going away, I learned a different language. I'm not yeah. fluent, fluent, but I can yeah. speak Spanish. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Like yeah. me, gifted from North London, <laughs> I can speak Spanish, you know? Yeah. I place, even now I'm at places and people talking in Spanish yeah. or something, or I meet a Spanish player and I talk to me in Spanish. Yeah. Huh? You speak Spanish? Yeah. You know, yeah. like, I was in a restaurant with my brother not too long ago and some people were talking Spanish. Yeah. And I answered back to the person because yeah. they were talking about me and my brother. Yeah. And then the you speak Spanish, you have less value. I said, yeah, see, I have less value. They were surprised, you know? Development as it is, right, you know, I mean, he's able to learn a different language. Different I know it might have been 
into a professional career, but mm. it's still you're learning. You get here. Uh, it's look at what's happening well. now. Mm. I think it's great that people are trying to do that in terms of their own development as a person. Um, I think you know is I think we're scared in England because everywhere in the world kind of speaks England English, and everyone comes to England, mm. especially comes to football. So I think we're scared to branch out and and taste different foods and and indulge in different cultures and and like the siesta in Spain between two and five, everything's shut. That's I come up from training. I want to go to the shop or do something, you know, or, or you don't go to a restaurant. It's shut. Yeah, they're sleeping. They wait till five, and then the shops are open till ten pm. So a whole different lifestyle. But I, I just threw myself into it. I loved yeah, it. Yeah. You know, Graham, Graham was saying the same thing as you're saying that being abroad was the best part of his one best part of his career. And he really really enjoyed it. Yeah, and recommend that a yeah. lot of boys go and do that. Yes, yeah. I believe. I think they should. I think I personally think when they're young. The way the game changed now, they should do what they used to do old school. Mm. So old school back in the days, Arsenal, when they had first year pros, second year scholars, second year pros, they were sent to Iceland, to Belgium, to those yeah, kind of places yeah, to go and play. That's what, that's what Graham, Graham right? And they, they used to go and play men's football for a few years and then they'll come back. So now all of a sudden you've got some men's football under your legs. Mm. But you're not in England where you're going to lower down the leagues where your friends are going to laugh at you. You're abroad, in, in, indulging in a different culture, learning different languages, all that kind of stuff. I think we need to get back to that a little bit more. Mm. I think that's kind of gone a little bit. It's a great show, isn't it? Yeah. But I think go back to that a little bit. Get, I think probably need to have connections with someone in the second second tier, whatever. But the, them young boys are playing men's football. They'll be looked after. They'll be developed. And it's for, it's for a season or six months or yeah. whatever. I think that is the way to really help these guys because going abroad for me really opened up my eyes and I think it's made me more grounded to other people as well yeah. because when I first came we're, not, we're living in England when then a foreign player would come we'd always laugh at the player when they're struggling with English and stuff you know, <laughs> and, you know it's just, that's how it was it was banter you know when I went to Spain I was that guy Yeah, I was that guy yeah. so to be fair I indulged myself in and people was laughing at me yeah. and I thought to myself I'm that guy now, isn't it? Yeah. I've got to accept it. I'm that guy. I'm going to get words wrong when yeah. I'm trying to speak Spanish and they're laughing at my Developing Spanish. Yourself and, yeah. That's how it is. So what I've done, I threw myself into it. And then what I found is when I first got there, hardly anyone spoke Spanish. I was like, wow, no one, none of these boys speak Spanish. As I started to learn a bit more Spanish, I realised they all spoke, sorry, none of them speak, speak English. Yeah. I realised they all spoke English, but they all spoke English very bad. Yeah. So they were so nervous. They were nervous to talk to me. Yeah. They thought I would laugh at them. Yeah. So then when they're laughing at me about Spanish, it opened the floodgates. Now I could laugh at them with their English, mm. and it was more banter. Yeah. So they'll teach me. I'll teach them. And it was a yeah. foreign people are very very nice. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like it's our like ignorance that thinks so we're how, much how different. How long did you How long did you stay out there? I was just there for two and a half years. And then you went, went to America. Wow. Yeah. So what was that like? America was wicked, man. Yeah. Yeah. America for me, America for me has made me who I am now. Okay, you know, the, who I'm talking about before is me, the footballer. Yeah, yeah, you know, I think America. I went over there and I went to start coaching. I went to play for a few years. Okay. I thought my body was kind of breaking up. Play for a few years and then, and then retire. But yeah. get into coaching straight away. Yeah, that was my plan. Yeah, but I didn't. Really, it was just something we talked about. I didn't really have a plan behind it. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah. I played for a year. Didn't want to play no more. And then retired. So all of a sudden, I didn't really have no plan. Yeah. Well, what do I do? Yeah. So I was fortunate that while I was over there, my last year of playing, a lot of parents would ask me, would you coach my kid? Would you coach my kid? I'm not, I ain't got time for that. I've got to go and play football. I've got to rest. I've got to, you know, all the stuff that pros think about now. Yeah. I've finished training. I will go and sleep yeah. to get myself ready for tomorrow. Yeah. I ain't got time to go and sit up there for two hours training the child because my legs, you know, you know the way it is. Yeah. So that was always my attitude towards it. And then 
someone said to me, you know what? You should start doing some stuff in the community. Okay. I said, no, I'm gonna do it. So I bought all the little young youth team, my brother was over there at the time, Nathaniel. I bought them all T-shirts, shorts, white socks, <laughs> right? <laughs> white T-shirts, black shorts, white socks. And I bought us all them all uniforms. And we went out to the community and started doing free sessions. This for people. And I like I enjoyed it. I was like, oh, I'm enjoying this. So then I thought it a bit of fun. Done it a couple of times, bit here, there, there, stopped. Done it again for a little bit, stopped. Like, it was nothing consistent. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like, well, I feel I can, I like this coaching stuff, you know, it's quite easy. It's just, and all the sessions started coming back to my head. Yeah. All the sessions I've done over the years. Exactly, all the sessions, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> all of them. So then I started thinking, well, then someone approached me and said, why don't you start your own team and your own academy? I said, seriously? He goes, yeah. He goes, because when you have a session, they're free, but look how many kids you have. I was having like 50 kids, 60 kids turning. Wow. I said, no, why not? So I opened my own club. <laughs> I opened my own club and I had my own little training business on the side as well. Yeah. So I had my club. Um, we called it, the first year was called Austin Gutters. Yeah. Then the second year, Arsenal. My dear beloved Arsenal, they contacted me and said I can't use um, Austin Gunners. Seriously, they can't. <laughs> yeah. So we had to change it to Hutto Gunners, yeah, because our Super was too close to theirs. Oh, is it? I'm an Arsenal fan. I can't help it, man. I can't help it, man. I it, man. <laughs> yeah, so I tried to take it. They, they told me I couldn't do that's, it. I mean, that's interesting because we, yeah. we 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 tried to talk to the kids about. Do you know what? Sometimes the game it's only a short, 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 short time, and yeah. um, sort of like, what are you going to do after? Have yeah. a little plan in your head. I mean, yeah, yeah. Nate usually leads on that really with the boys and yeah. just talks to talks to young people in regards to have a plan. Yeah. Have a plan in your head. Yeah. So it's interesting that you're saying I never really had a plan. I kind of fell into it. Yeah. I did have. A, I did think about it. Yeah. Um, but I didn't really. No, I didn't have a plan. I didn't really have a plan around it. Mm. So it's a message, you know. Yeah. It's a message that I, when I go into academies and I talk to the kids when I go and do my job for my job with the PFA, I'm doing the level twos with the kids. And the young, the young men, I talk to them, you know, and and sometimes they might think I'm I'm daddying them or I'm trying to be their dad, but I feel to myself genuinely, I feel it's, it's I have to, yeah. and I feel if I don't, I'm letting myself down because I, I wish someone told me that, yeah. I wish someone showed me it was a, it was an expo, someone I could look up and say, well, you had an all right career, do you know what I mean? You had an all right career where yeah, yeah, yeah. I could respect your yeah, your knowledge you in, 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 yeah. enough, you know, and you weren't just where it's lower down when I think I'm going to be up here you're somewhere where yeah. that might be me yeah, yeah, yeah. for him to come in and tell me that he had to retire when he's 13 I mean 30 yeah. he made his debut at 16 played for England in the 18s just before under 21 blah blah but then retired by 30 I would have been like oh okay so what have I got to do then just in case mm. but I had nobody yeah. everyone was hyping me up yeah. you're going to play for England you're going to do it because that's what I was on that road before yeah. the arthritis kicked in yeah. I was on that road so fair enough yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I've worked out for myself. I'm lucky I've got kids now. My son plays at Oxford. Yeah. So I can, I'm able to give him some knowledge now. Yeah. Does that make sense? So still have a plan. Have a plan. You have a plan. Education is still still the key. You know, yeah. so educate yourself while you're playing. Educate yourself. Mm. You know, everyone says they're tired when they're playing. No, you've got four or five hours where you you're doing other stuff. Yeah. You can educate yourself. So my thing is education for me. That's the big thing I'm on right now. Mm. Is education because. When you play football, people just assume you just play football. So you're just a football player. That's mm. all you know. Mm. But I believe through football, I've learned so much about life, mm. about, you know, culture, about mm. living in a culture where you're the only black person in, in a, in a neighbourhood. Mm. 
learning a different language, you know, yeah. being over here with all the different stuff, or living up north, living. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've learned so you much. Traveled, you travelled your mind, you travelled your experience. You see what I'm trying to say? Yeah, so yeah. I feel that through that, with me educating myself as well, I think that I can get to where I want to get to in, in the future, mm. wherever that may be. You know, right now, I want to be a director. So mm. I'm being different little things. I'm, I've had a director on the director's course, mm. how, to, how to be a director, stuff like that, you know, because I want to educate myself. Mm. You know, I want to, when you see me sometimes, I just up in my suit. Mm. Different gift than now, do you yeah. know what I mean? Because I'm in my suit now and I've got to go to certain certain meetings and certain things. So I, I feel that, I feel that I, be, by me be, being in different countries and being around different people, I'm able to go into a boardroom and sit around a table that is not diverse, yeah. that is predominantly white and predominantly older than myself. But I can sit down and talk to them and, and reason with them on a yeah, level. Yeah. Articulate yourself. And articulate yeah. myself on a yeah. level. Good, good, Does that make sense? But, but, but I can also go and go with the scholars and talk to them yeah. on their level and yeah. articulate myself so they'll realise that I'm not trying to patronise you yeah. with my words. I'm not using some big words that they don't understand. Mm. I'll talk to them on a level where they will understand me. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I yeah. think sometimes that gets bypass sometimes I feel if you get someone who doesn't understand who he's talking to mm. how can he then get the message to them mm. so they'll trust him understand the audience mm. you see what I'm trying to say yeah. you know when that, if someone if you're telling me right now give I think you should go and buy a car next week because the bikes bikes is running out of fashion yeah. I have to believe you <laughs> that you I have to believe you do you understand what I'm trying to say otherwise I'm going to wait until bikes run out of fashion mm. then I'm going to then I'm going to run around. But if I believe you, I might look into it at least yeah. and then do my own research yeah, and realise... You see what, you see what yeah. I'm trying to say? And I think that, that, that sometimes gets a miss sometimes. In academies, outside academies, just in general youth life, you know, it's the, the message across to them that there's more than football. Mm. There's more than football. Now, while you're trying to be a footballer, nothing else should matter except for football, in my opinion. And I mean nothing else matters. A lot of things should matter, but football should be the, the top... But just because you're playing football doesn't mean you don't do education. Yeah, doesn't yeah. mean doesn't mean you don't do the other stuff. Because for me, if you want to be a pro, a pro for me, a professional for me, is you are a professional person. We not talk about not that being all a the professional time. footballer. We talk about all or, the time. Do you understand what I mean? You want to be good or have a standard of in everything, everything you do. Everything you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Whether people are looking or not looking. It's yeah. just being, being professional. Now, no one's perfect. Yeah, so, yeah. so now, people, that's why people get mixed up. Because someone might be preaching this, but then they might get drunk. I'm just saying, example, yeah. once in their life or whatever. Yeah. They say, oh, because he got drunk once, he's a terrible person. No, he just made a mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? He can still preach the same preach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he can still be professional. Yeah, he tried to be the best he, at everything. Right, he, he, just, he just made a mistake, but he's human. he's human. But if you look at this person's life and how they carry themselves, mm. they try to be the best at everything they do. Mm. So that's the message where, even to my own children, I try and tell them, like, when I do the level twos, I say to the boys a lot of time, you have to be here. Yeah. I have to be here, you have to be here. Give got upset with them. Right, you know, you know, you know, he goes. First of all, give us vex. Yeah. Do you know what it is? Because I knew something that was told those those boys. Yeah. But the boys that were, were talking a lot, I didn't know them too well enough. Yeah. Now, with the boys that I know, I could reason with them because we've yeah. got history. Mm. But this was the first time, and these, so I think to myself, I've got to try and find some breaking ground here. Mm. You understand? So that's why I was telling them basically, like, I'm here to help you in it. Like, yeah. be professional. Every, anything you do, try and do the best. Yeah. And I hope that they might not listen today, but something might happen in their life and someone might just say something to them and they, oh, I remember that guy, that guy with the dreadlock said that. Yeah. You see what I'm trying to say? Yeah. That, that's all I ask. That's all yeah. I ask. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need no one we to give me no money or to write me in their story. It's <laughs> done like that. Yeah, you talk about all the time trying to be 
you see the guys that want to be the best at everything they do yeah. and hopefully they're the ones that you go do you know what whatever they do lifelong yes. they'll be successful, successful. Uh, exactly. um, they hopefully have a career because yes. that's what academy football is trying to do develop people into an yeah. environment where they can have uh, a long term career but after that beyond yeah. that hopefully they go on to do something else where they yes. can be good at it and be successful because and there's yeah, so sure. much as well you know. Yeah, there's so much stuff that as an ex-pro you can do Yeah, so much stuff and it doesn't always have to involve football yeah. you know I know people are doing all kind of different stuff outside of football some inside of football yeah. doing all but you limit yourself I'm a footballer so all I know is football now if you limit yourself just to that then you don't open yourself to the rest of the world. Yeah. So these footballers have to realise that they're footballers, but also they're human beings as well. Yeah. So talk to your best friend. What business is he into? What yeah. what someone else who's outside of football, what are they, they getting into? Because yeah. that's where you really be more rounded. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's, that's interesting as well because we talk about, I mean, in, in the office, we're mm. always talking, me and Nath, but mm. I mean, we talk about kids that all they know is football, and they find it difficult when football is having a difficult time, for example, being injured. Yes. So if you're injured, yeah. it's almost like football's taken away. You've got yeah. nothing. Yeah. You've got to find ways to say, do you know what, I've got a different hobby yes. or I do something else, I'm good yeah. at other things. So yeah. that when football is at a difficult place, yeah. I can say, do you know what, but I've got my, my writing, I'm a good writer. Yeah. Yeah. Or... I'm good at movie making, yeah, whatever it drawing, is. Whatever I, I, I'm good at drawing, I'm good yeah. at art, I'm good mm. at something where I can lean on that Music. and use that as a resource yeah. to help support yeah. me in the time that football is taken away because, yeah. yeah, definitely, they got to see themselves as people where they're more rounded in terms yeah. of their, themselves so that they can go beyond football. Um, so, you're out of football, yes. you finish. Done with it. What's, what's going on now? <laughs> what's, 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 um, how, did you try, how did you go through to the... To the different world. That yeah, was so as I told you about America, yeah. <clears throat> so that was the big transformation yeah. of me starting my coaching journey. Yeah. And I coached there for five years, four years. Wow. When I came in back America, what in was America, that like? I loved it. Yeah. <clears throat> because what you got there, you don't have no professional teams. You have now. Yeah. There, there is some academy professional. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting no, more yeah, popular now, things, right? Yeah. But and but America's so big. If you've got Dallas, Texas, Dallas, for example, FC Dallas, they're in Dallas. Mm. But Texas is probably four times the size of Great Britain mm. or at least England yeah, yeah, you know it's massive right yeah. so imagine how many clubs that is you've got FC Dallas you've got um, Houston Dynamos yeah. maybe a couple of other teams but that's it in the, in all this massive area Wow. so they can't have the academies for the kids and there's yeah. so many kids that play so that enables good level play at like grassroots level yeah. you have good players that if they're in England they'll be in academies but they're playing grassroots level yeah. so that's why I was very happy that I was training good kids you know, good quality kids. I had kids that went to college, stuff like that. So it was yeah. nice for me. Yeah. I came back to England, and if I'll be honest with you, it was almost like I was a ghost. Mm. You know, you right. come back, no one really remembers you. Yeah. No one went five when you go for five years. It's a long time. Yeah. Um, I had more more people ask me to play. <laughs> people say, "I'll play. Come and play for you." Like, I didn't want to play no more. I'm just I've done with that. Yeah. My mind's somewhere else now with, with where I'm at. You know. Yeah. Um, even you see, I think it says um, Daventry Town. Yeah, yeah. That's because my friend Smarty was the manager at Daventry. Yeah. And we were sitting down one time having dinner. And he goes, sign for me, please. So I said, oh, my God. Just because <laughs> he, he kept on going on about it. Yeah. So I didn't sign it for him. But I didn't, I didn't play. Yeah, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't play. He knew I really weren't going to play. I yeah, told him yeah. that. But I decided just to... Help uh, him. Yeah, just I'll sign yeah, him. Yeah. And if you need me, I'll come and play, whatever. So come up to England. And as you know, because you was around, you was around yeah. that time. Yeah. It was lifestyle from scratch, you know. And people 
didn't recognize that I've been coaching. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's almost like I just come now and just started coaching. But I've been coaching already. I've had my own academy. I've been the head of coaching in my own academy where I was teaching other coaches to coach. Yeah. Does that make sense? I've done my yeah. B license in America. So I was, I've was. i been doing this stuff for, for the, all these years. I've done yeah. my B license in 2010 yeah. in America. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So like I've been licensed for <coughs> enough years. Yeah. I came back here. They'd be like, no, that's no good. Yeah. And it was almost like I looked upon like you're just, a, you're just starting to coach. So I was kind of treated that way, yeah. I felt, you know, and... One reason, one way or the other, things kind of just in, in academy football just didn't materialise for me. You know, mm. um, I was at Watford, one thing or the other just didn't materialise. Me and didn't really see eye to eye on some things. Um, my opinion is that the players, as you said at the beginning of this intro, the players still talk about me. Yeah, yeah. So it's those still the same players that I was being accused of bullying or, yeah. or mistreating. Yeah. You know, so if they're still talking about me, they, I was giving them something. You know, yeah. I thought I was giving them some information mm. and I was making them understand the levels that if they want to be a pro you want to play in that first team this is the level you got to compete at yeah. so I will help you and we will as a group we will get to that level but we're going to get that to business it's and discipline and it's hard work mm. and it's focus and yeah. it's drive so that, again yeah. that's, a, that's a balance that you're, we always don't talk about mm. obviously sort of like how hard are you on the kids mm. because I think from a coaching perspective, it's almost like tough love. Yes. Um, but you got to have a fine balance to it. You got you can't be too hard, and it turns into something different. Yes. And you can't be too the other side, yes. and then you're not supporting them for yes. the development that they need for the real environment. So it's often that again that trade off. That right, you, you see, through. you talk about trade off, right? Yeah. I don't say so much of a trade off. I say give it extreme. Yeah, okay. Extreme. Yeah, yeah. So I've got extreme discipline with them. Yeah, yeah. Extreme discipline that this is what we do here and this is how we to behave. Yeah. So if you have a fight or something like that, that's it's not I'm not gonna kill you for it, but you just go and sit on the sideline, yeah. cool off for a minute, and we'll come and talk about that. Yeah. And whatever the club discipline is, yeah. if it means you miss a game, two games, I'm gonna make sure that you happens. miss that game. I'm gonna make sure you yeah. miss that game. Yeah. I'm to gonna support make, the policy. To, yeah, to support the policy and also support the child. Yeah. Because yeah. now he knows boundaries. Yeah. So next time he gets a little tussle in training, he might go to, to throw the punch. Mm. He'll think about it because last time I missed two games. Yeah, so the boundaries you're helping. So we're saying that we're trying to set down boundaries, yeah. and I'll give them extreme love yeah. and extreme support. Mm. So if they come back, if they're in school and they're not, school's not going right, and I see them that, what's up? You're right. Do you need some help? What do you need from me? What can I do for you? What can I do for you? Mm. Not tell him all the time. Tell him what I can do for him. Ask him. Yeah. I'll ask them. What do you? What can I? What can I do? What do you need from me? Because I need you to be this, or we need to get to here. Mm. So, what do you need from me? And he might tell me something I've never heard before. Yeah, he might well, tell. He wasn't even thinking. I wasn't even aware of exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that this make sense? Is going on for me in my life. I need you to help me here. You don't know. It's or whatever. you might not. You might not be able to help me. Here. <coughs> I find this difficult. Difficult. Or whatever. I find even talking talking is difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe that's something we need to work and on. I've been, quiet, I've been quiet in training all the time, and yeah, there's examples yeah. of everything. I give you an example. I don't want to mention names, but there's yeah. a player in in. in when I first joined. Yeah. He was going through some hard times. Yeah. Right? And at the time I heard a lot of things, people say, well, he's a bit he's a bit this and he's a bit that. Mm. You know? And I, I didn't see that in him. I just saw a kid that just wants a bit of attention, but positive attention. Yeah. Do you understand what I mean? So I would always give him the positive attention yeah. and make jokes with him and then have a laugh with him and then he would always be the last one into training. So it would be a joke and we'd laugh and I'd, I'd be by the fence saying, when there's all chain, I'd say, you're going to be the last one today? You're going to be the last one? And we'd be like, no, man, I'm coming, man, I'm coming, man, I'm coming. Mm -hmm. And he would always be the last one still because he still wants that attention from me. Mm -hmm. 
then I've gathered, then I realised as time went on, we got a, we've got a bigger understanding now on the pitch with his development on the pitch and stuff like that. So now I could pull it on him and say to him, how about, how about today you don't be the last one on the pitch? Mm. I'm putting it on him now. Mm. You, know, you know what I'm saying? But in a supportive way. In a supportive way. You understand? Yeah. So then second from last. But when he comes second from last, I say, boy, I like that, you know. Yeah. This time second from last. Yeah. But I hope this week, one time this week, you're going to be first. Yeah. yeah. It, it took time, but two twos. He become the first one on the pitch, no, not not the last one on the pitch. When he was, wasn't the last one on the pitch, I started clapping. Like, yeah, love that, love that. Like, and then he kind of felt like, a, oh, I'm doing something positive. I'm getting positive yeah, praise, attention. And all I started doing is praising his goodness now. Yeah. And when he worked hard, so he's, he had skill anyway, but he was I thought he was quite lazyish. Yeah. So whenever he worked hard, I praised it. Yeah. And then he just lifted himself up yeah. and that kid now has got a pro contra I'm sure he's doing some good stuff there I'm yeah sure we talk about we talk about that. developing relationships to help See? support them individually uh, I mean we all conversationally around yeah. amongst coaches amongst staff people mm. we say how can we support them individually understand them yes know the know the child to, yes. to support their development yeah. I think that's a big thing Very it all well. comes from Gif saying it took him a while before he yeah. could even get to that stage of giving the discipline yes he knows a child. Yes. And then all of a sudden, when he comes to discipline, and the child knows that, okay, Gibson's at, he's got my back. Yes. Yeah. So, right. whatever Gibson's saying to me, I might not like it, but it's always going to come from a place of love and right. care. Yeah. And, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? See what you're saying there yeah. is that this is why I'm going back to Watford, where I was disappointed because I felt to myself, I've done this and I've built relationships with all these kids already. Yeah. So I know I can talk to them in a certain way because. I got I know response I get back from them. Okay. So I even when I was having my had my little team, there's a couple of boys in there and I'll just say to them, listen, go and mash up things today, you know. Mm. Right? And you know these kids always laugh and joke about that. Mm. Do you understand what you're saying? Yeah. Because that was their thing. One of the kids I think told his parents, like, mm. oh yeah, Coach Gifton said to us, go and mash up things today, like <laughs> because I know I could talk to them like that on that level, because they knew what mash up things meant. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. But the first time I met them, I wouldn't talk to them like that because yeah. that is a different language. Yeah. That's not football language. Yeah. <laughs> that's, not football, that's not football language. Yeah. I would talk to them, I would talk to them on football levels yeah. about what I want them to do. And as I got a relationship with them, I start talking on their level now and, and start saying, yeah, see when you got take, you take a man and you drop your shoulder and you can kill him and you can, you can drive past him and yeah. this is their language that they want to hear. I'm now yeah. a part of their friends. So yeah. when I tell them to go and mash up things, they know what I mean. <laughs> they, know, they know that means go and destroy someone, yeah. pick up the ball, drive at people, press people, yeah. work hard, Hold yeah. the ball up, be strong. Yeah. You know, work, work with intent. Yeah, yeah. that's what they know. That, that's that's yeah. what mash up things yeah. means. You know what I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah. So I had my little my little relationship with them, and I feel yeah. that that sometimes I think is lacking when I see sometimes it's too coaches. It's, yeah, I think sometimes it, you, you have to almost have to be too wooden almost. Yeah, I think it's not. I'm not blaming in the academy. Yeah, I think partly is the rules yeah. because I will give an example. You can't do this in an academy, can you? Yeah. Can you really? You can't do that to a kid, really? Can you? Yeah, you can, but. It could be construed in. It could, could be frowned upon. Right. Or, when back in the days, yeah, you, that was standard. A coach, would, a coach would get yeah. around his granny, and you know yeah. what I mean? Or, yeah, like, hey, dude, son, yeah. what are you upset for? We upset. And yeah. you have a little laugh and a joke as you're walking 10 yards. Yeah. And he'll, he'll, he'll rub your shoulder and say, well, you're up, yeah. big man. What's wrong, man? Like, yeah. you, you could be upset. Yeah. That now, the coach will be scared to do that now yeah. because that could, that could be perceived as I was doing something yeah. inappropriate to a child. Yeah. So then, where'd you get that? Yeah, where that, that get that fine balance. Now you're so my balance. But that's when I say I do everything with extreme yeah. and I care with extreme. The reason why I care with extreme is I believe if I care with extreme, then you know it's just pure. Yeah. It's pure. It's out there in the open. I'm not taking no one, taking the kid 
into behind closed doors. Yeah. It's out in the open. My love for all these kids is out in the open yeah. for everyone to see. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, yeah. you know what I'm trying to say? And yeah, yeah. I'll make sure I keep it that way, but let them know this is what love is. This is what true love is, you know. When yeah. when you when you want the best for someone and you're trying to help that person achieve their goal, yeah, yeah. that's because you've got some form of love for them. Yeah, yeah of course, of course. Does that make sense? I'm not talking yeah, about falling yeah. in love. I'm talking yeah, about, yeah. about you know what I'm saying. I'm talking about, I'm talking about like that, that love, love and care. passion, that yeah, love and care, course, that, yeah, yeah. that that for the, that for them, you know. And I think if you've got that, I think the kids can develop. I think even if you haven't got the great knowledge, but you've got a lot of that, I think the kids will still develop. You yeah, know. Yeah. I think that for me, to be fair, I don't think I'm the biggest person in terms of football knowledge mm, in mm. terms of my actual technical and tactical detail mm. but I think because I'm able to kind of give over that kind of love and care and support yeah. that then offsets yes. the stuff that I don't know yeah. and they're willing to go and do the extra stuff because yeah. Yeah, yeah. you don't know what I'm saying it's a good place yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you develop a relationship I think that's, that's yeah. quite key really developing yeah. relationships and understanding the child key, I, think, I think it's something that we could be better at mm. as a culture general, yeah. a culture of, of coaches I think yeah coaches that you see understand individuals and develop a relationship mm. you can see that real and then it it, it kind of spills over into the learning yes um and it can be a, an extreme of one way or the other it yeah. could be sort of someone who's really nurturing yes or it could be someone who's really bounded and yes. strict and you can kind of see that in yes. a different way yeah. still yeah. works still working 100 yeah. yeah so there's not one style that works i'll say that only this style works no 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 but you just have to have them loads of yeah. things yeah. In, in your style yes but you yeah. may be mainly caring or mainly command or mainly this way yeah but within that you have to have everything. Yeah, yeah. Understanding what, what works. What works. Yeah. You know, you look at Pep Guardiola, I know, he's a legend and he's the greatest manager and all that kind of stuff, so it's easy to talk about him. Yeah. But one of the biggest things about him is people talk about what he's done to Sterling. Do you think he's the only manager that spoke to Sterling about his movement? Yeah, yeah. Do you think he's the only manager that, that spoke to Sterling about his first touch? Yeah. Do you think he's the only one who told Sterling to track the back post? Yeah. He, he's not the only one. Yeah. Look at most of Sterling's goals at the back post. Yeah. It's because of Pep. But what's happened? Pep gave him that love, that care, that in a soft manner yeah. that made Sterling think, you know what, this guy really loves me. Like He's really got the best for me. Yeah. I'm going to listen to anything he says. Yeah. And because Sterling's doing it, yeah. he's developing so much more. Yeah. You see what I'm trying to say? Yeah. You, see, you see what I'm coming from? That's, like yeah. a, that's, I know yeah. that's an easy. That's an easy. Because easy, easy. what's going on for him now in terms exactly. of individual, everyone it's, it's can very, see. It's very easy to look yeah, at. But yeah. I'm, I'm, as for the public who don't that really happens, know. That can happen in all sorts of levels. From, from under 10s yeah. upwards. Well, yeah, it could, happen, it could be happening in League 2. It could be happening <laughs> just because of what, how individuals exactly. work with a uh, player, really. Exactly. To, uh, to bring it into, like, the kind of ending of it all mm. and then looking at the tips and advice, that's what yeah. we kind of try to wrap up the show right, with. Yeah. So, if you, as you are now, the knowledge you have now, what advice or what single piece of advice would you give to start off with a player? So a player coming up in the academy system, mm. what would you say? What advice would you give them? Honest truth, I'd have to know how old they are. If I'm being honest with you. We say and see. I'm saying uh, you're just starting into a scholarship year. Oh, so right. you're 16, mm. you've probably, you could have had two years or you could have had your whole career. But yeah. now someone's telling you, you're going to be a scholar now. You're going to be a two-year apprentice. I would say... Coming first day of pre-season. First day of pre-season. Work hard. Yeah. understand that it's going to be 10 times harder than you actually believe be ready for setbacks and be brave enough to reach the top 
in a short, short words, that's probably it. Yeah, okay. In really short, I could yeah. go on and give yeah, one long yeah, speech yeah. about this and yeah. that. Yeah. But I think that probably is that. Yeah. I think if you do those things there, yeah. there's loads of bullet points I can put on there. Yeah, every yeah, single one. Expand on each one. Expand on yeah, every single one. But I think that that I think covers it. I think yeah. because I think a lot of scholars they go into cad they go into the scholarship year, especially first years. Yeah. And they believe it's like playing under 16s. When you train three times a week, you relax, you do this. They train five times a week, sometimes eight sessions in pre-season yeah. in a week. Their muscles are hurting. Yeah. It's not so glitz and glamsy all of a sudden. And all of a sudden, the running they were doing in the summer, they realised that wasn't running at all. Yeah. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. And then they start putting a little injury. They get a little setback. They're not starting. Their form goes. They can't compete with the older boys yeah. for the first yeah. few months. And then sometimes mentally they go. Yeah. And if they go mentally and not brave enough to really say, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm, I know I'm struggling right now, but I'm brave. I'm going to do it. Then they just fall by the wayside. Yeah. How many players have we seen? 60 in a great, 18. But the one thing, if there's any kids out there, if that does happen to you yeah. and you do go for two years and you come out of the game at 18, it's not over then. Yeah. It's not over. There's so many players that are out there right now that have been in scholarships, been in my son was in, in academy all his life. Under 16, got released, went to college for six months, for, for one year, for the first year. Then he got signed by Oxford. I've got another someone else who'd been released by Watford under 18s, come out of the game, playing semi-pro football, is now about to go back to the, into the pro game again. Okay. You see where I'm coming from? <coughs> so in this day and age, you just got to be strong and brave and believe in your ability. Mm-hmm. Leading on from you now, because yeah. you said your son um, signed at Oxford, mm-hmm. if you had to keep a a single piece of advice for a parent in academy football so no matter what age mm. what advice would you give a parent hmm. support and be honest with your child okay yeah that's a good one yeah 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 because yeah. you do feel like sometimes yeah parents I mean are you honest with you? I mean, it's difficult, isn't it? It's, you want to be, you want to help your child to achieve their dreams. Mm. Um, yeah, being honest is a good one. I think parents kill kids' dreams. Yeah. Because I told my my kids again, my son is 16, Isaiah. He ain't got a club. He will make it as a pro. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I'm sitting there right now. He'll make it as a pro. By the time he's 22, he'll be playing first team football. But he's a very late developer. So all his life, I've said to him, you're not going to go through the same road as everyone else, I don't think. I'll still put you in pro clubs and try it, but I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, What's yeah. going to happen if you think you end up going to college and by your 18, you'll be playing men's football and then we've got a plan until yeah. he's 23. Yeah. In, with what I, how I reckon he's gonna, his life's going to go. Because yeah. I've been honest with him from day one. So for the fact he's not in a pro team right now at 16, he's not worried. Mm. <laughs> yes, he wants to be in a pro team yeah. and he's still going on trials. Yeah. right, And that's still the aim. But he's not over worried if he doesn't because we have a plan. Yeah. Does that mean? And the plan yeah. has always been if you get in a pro club then great <laughs> well done that's that's what I want as well but this is the plan that we're going through does that make sense so because mm-hmm. we've always had that plan I've always been honest with him yeah. and I've always supported him so that if he wants to go trial somewhere or I'll, I'll make a phone call or whatever I'll make sure if I can't bring him someone else can bring him yeah. so that's why I'm talking about support yeah. and honesty yeah. From I can talk about that I think some parents they see their child is not the best one or two yeah. but they'll still tell their child that they're the best one or two and they'll yeah. they'll almost put a false hope so the child thinks well the coach is saying I need to improve on all these things mm. but my mum's saying that I'm great I'm doing everything great or my dad's saying I'm doing everything great yeah. 
So why should I work so hard? Yeah. But if the coach, if the coach is saying you need to work on your left foot, mum and dad are saying you're doing great, but I think you need to work on your left foot. Mm. I need to work on my left foot. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're saying work on your left foot, but mum and dad are saying nah, your left foot's fine, son. Yeah. Am I really gonna work on it? Yeah. Maybe sometimes yeah. if yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, you might try it. Yeah. And finally, a coach. So if you're a coach mm. in the academy game, what advice would you give them? Don't be in a rush. Okay. to jump up don't be in a rush to jump up um, I right now would go back into an academy football and take the U10s mm-hmm. uh, right now if someone said to me give we're short on U9s U10s would you mind coming once two once we do some session and take a game every now and again I'll do it mm-hmm. because it's pure it's nice it's, it's mm-hmm. I miss it that yeah. makes sense too many everyone wants to jump up but where are we going to where are we going to because you go to 16s then 18s then 23s then what's next yeah they, they, everyone wants to get into the first everyone, and then, everyone wants to jump they up do, there is a, that culture and that wall there has been I'd be, I yeah. think it's, it's, it's a little bit better now to be yes. honest in regards to understanding where you fit in a system so you might say listen I'm going to be the best 12s coach ever because right. that's me yes. I, de- I develop that's where I connect well with, with, with young people yeah. at that age and that's where I want to develop my yeah my niche in regards yes. to me as a coach or I was 16s or 18s or 20s or whatever yeah. U9s yeah. I think there, there's more there needs to be a more definitely an awareness of yeah. just developing yourself yes. at an age group yeah. or at a, at, a, at a phase and I would say start start as young as you can yeah. as in start with the U5s if you can mm-hmm. start with the U6s yeah. you know start with them and then build yourself up because yeah. I think then you get a whole understanding of football. Yeah, you understand of real journey. football. You understand yeah, the child's journey, where yeah. they're at. Then you don't look at a ten year old and think, Oh, you should be better. Yeah. You understand what a nine year old should do, you understand what eight year old should do. Yeah. So you understand, no, you're about where you should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You shouldn't there's still gaps in you. That's your what I'm saying. Football. Yeah, yeah, you, there is still loads of years of you learning. So yeah. by the time you're twelve, if you keep doing then you should be at this level. Yeah, you're all right. Yeah. But if you don't know what twelve looks like, how are you gonna tell judge someone at ten to say whether they're good enough or not? True. If we're talking about development, yeah, development yeah, is not. We're not talking about today. If we're talking about development, Please. development is always about what's going on in the future, ain't it? Yeah. So if I know what a twelve-year-old looks like, then I can judge a ten-year-old. Yeah. If I don't know what a twelve-year-old looks like, yeah. how can I judge a ten-year-old? Yeah. That's good. That's good. I like that. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah. Appreciate it. My pleasure, man. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe.